Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John fourteen twenty six. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. We are going to begin with the application from last Sunday, the second week of Advent. The most important part of any Bible study is the application of what you've learned. The first reading shows that those who refuse God's gift of salvation become spiritual refugees. The second reading reveals joy as the infallible sign of the presence of God. The gospel reveals that God calls on ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This week, show your family that Advent is the time of changing, watching, and preparation. Let the message of John the Baptist touch your heart and repent of your sins. 
right now, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what needs to change in you. Write down what it is. And if it is several areas, take one at a time. Share your journey with a non-judgmental person. You are that ordinary person who God has chosen to do extraordinary things. Pray, thank, and accept from God the miracle that is going to take place in your life this Advent season. Well, Deacon Ken wrote in one of his books, one, being critical with my tongue of others, two, rebellious to church authority, three, laziness, blaming it on my illness, four, complaining too much about my illness, five, exaggeration into lies. And I have for this question, I am and know that I am an ordinary person whom God has chosen to do extraordinary things. I thank him and praise him for choosing me to be one of his beloved children. I did not choose him. He chose me to go forth and bear fruit, fruit that will last. I don't doubt his love for me anymore, but there was a time I, I too was critical, rebellious, and a complainer. This is no longer a habit because I have come to know Jesus personally and God's love for me through the word of God. I praise and endure my Lord and my God. When Deacon Ken died, I can say he was no longer critical, rebellious, lazy, complaining, or exaggerating. I thank God for his all-powerful word in his Holy Spirit, our teacher, who teaches us every day of his ways. From last week's readings, what was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday and from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon can answer that. Repentance in his application was cutting back on TV, another book. To be in another book, he says, to be forgiven, we must repent. His application, by being very aware of my words and actions to those I came into contact with. I did pretty good, but not good enough. And I have. It was helpful for me to hear what John the Baptist was proclaiming, a baptism of repentance, which led to the forgiveness of sin. My application, examine my conscience before I go to bed to see if there is anyone or anything I did that cut me off from God's love or love for my brothers and sisters. God's love will overflow for me if I did not do anything to hinder it. I prayed with a dear friend who was in an automobile accident and a family member who was preparing for surgery today. They both were very thankful. The gospel for this third Sunday of Advent is Luke 3, 10 to 18. The crowds asked him, what ought we to do? In reply, he said, let the man who with two coats give to him who has none. The man who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, teacher, what are we to do? He answered them, exact nothing over and above your fixed amount. Soldiers 
likewise asked him, what about us? He told them, don't bully anyone. Denounce no one falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were full of anticipation, wondering in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all by saying, I am baptizing you in water, but there is one to come who is mightier than I. I am not fit to loosen his sandal strap. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chafe he will burn in unquenchable fire. Using exhortations of this sort, he preached the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions from the Gospel. Luke 3, 10 to 18 and the Bread of Life Bible study for this week. What did Jesus tell his disciples his father was pleased to give them? And what should they do? And what did he say about the heart? Luke 12, 32 to 34 says, Do not live in fear, little flock. It has pleased your father to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Get purses for yourselves that do not wear out. A never-failing treasure with the Lord, which no thief comes near nor any moth destroys. Wherever your treasure lies, there your heart will be. Another question. What did John say to the priests and Levites when they asked him who he was? John 1, 19 to 20 and 23 says, The testimony John gave when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, Who are you? was the direct statement, I am not the Messiah. He said, quoting the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice in the desert crying out, make straight the way of the Lord. With what did John say the one who was coming was going to baptize them? And what did he say about the winnowing fan? Luke 3, 16, 17 says, baptize them in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And his winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chafe he will burn in unquenchable fire. What does the Holy Spirit give us? Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes down upon you. Then you are to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria. Yes, even to the ends of the earth. What did John preach to the people? Luke 3, 18, the good news. Personal question. In what way have you shared your clothing and food with someone who has none? Examine your conscience. Do I have excessive clothing cluttering my closet? Do I spend a lot of money on food? Have I extorted anyone? Have I accused anyone falsely? Have I been dissatisfied with my wages? Seek the sacrament of reconciliation this week. Well, Deacon can answer that question. Sometimes I speak critically and make false accusations, and I'm very sorry for this. The Lord has blessed me with my finances, and I am very grateful. In another book, he said, fed Tom dinner because he was alone. 
and it was his birthday. I answered that. I cleaned out my closet and gave clothes to those who could use them and the rest to St. Vincent de Paul. I spend more on food than I should if I don't make a list. I am trying to live on a budget where I never had to before my husband died. This is teaching me discipline. I read a quote from St. Mother Teresa that motivated me to clean out my closet and get rid of things I don't wear. It said, quote, poverty makes us free. We need to experience the joy of poverty. We choose poverty. We choose not to have things. Unlike the poorest of the poor who are forced to be poor. If we do not have something, it is because we choose not to have it. In this, we are free because nothing belongs to us. Our poverty means that we do not have the kind of shoes we may want or the house we may want. We cannot keep things or give anything away or lend anything of value. We have nothing. We own nothing. This is the experience of poverty. End of quote. The commentary for this week on Luke 3, 10 to 18. The message of John the Baptist broke upon the people like a giant clap of thunder. He did not tickle the ears. He was not cute or an entertainer. His message was not good news. It was news of terror. John had lived in the wilderness, and sometimes fire would break out. The animals would come out of their nicks and crannies, scurrying in terror from the menacing flames. It was to them that John likened the people who came to be baptized. The Jews thought that God would judge other nations with one standard and the Jews with another, and that is sons of Abraham. They were exempt. John told them that racial privilege meant nothing. Life, not lineage, was God's standard of judgment. John's message took root in unexpected places among the poor, the criminals, and the soldiers. They were painfully aware of their need. Many people then, as well as today, failed to see that respectability is not always connected with right living. John states that respectability can hinder right living if it keeps us from seeing our need for God. If you had to choose between them, would you protect your character even if it ruins your reputation? John warns of impeding judgment by comparing those who refuse to work for God. Chafe, in contrast, he compares those who repent and reform their lives to the nourishing grain itself. Those who refuse to believe in God will be discarded because they have no value in furthering God's work. Those who repent and believe believe hold great value in God's eyes because they are beginning a new life of service for him. Instead of a psalm this week, we read from Isaiah 12, 2 to 6. Song of Thanksgiving. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, 
Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations, make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. What is the Lord saying to you personally through this reading? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. His application, by my attitude of joy, kindness, and love, I am called to forgive. Another book, verse two, my strength encourages the Lord. He will show me the way and protect me while he is doing it. His application, trusting in the Lord completely, letting his power work through me. Acknowledge my weakness so his power can reach perfection in me. And I answered that the Lord is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. My application, speak up more about what God has done in my life, especially being a daily communicant. He gives me strength and courage as I consume him. He literally has saved me from hell. Fear is no longer keeping me from sleeping nights. Whenever I wake up worrying about my kids or grandkids, I get up and get into the podcast and quote Philippians 4, 6. The application this week, the first reading tells us that the Lord is in our midst. The second reading reveals that peace is not worrying, but praying about everything. The gospel calls us to more than respectability. It calls us to right living. This week, let your witness to right living have a strong measure of joy. Start with yourself and take a spiritual, emotional, and physical inventory of yourself. Be honest, specific, and joyful. Take any area of your you that needs correcting and pray constantly every day for just that one area of brokenness. You do not need to tell yourself how bad you are. You need to tell yourself how blessed you are to have someone forgive and love you. Jesus loves you so much he died for you. So look at an area of yourself that you can change this week. Share this change with a loved one, a friend, or maybe a clergyman. Before we close, I would like to share with you that I found in my shed a folder of original newsletters we put out from St. Dismas Guild. They are dated May 1982 and go through July 1987. St. Dismas Guild has been sending out their newsletters for 40 years as of next year. As I read them, I noticed that Deacon Ken shared many encounters he had with prisoners and those in the hospital. At that time, he was chaplain at Tri-City Hospital in Vista Jail. He had so much compassion and love for those he met and encountered. And just one little story that he had, I'd like to share with you. It's titled Profile in Courage. Suffering for suffering's sake is of no value to anyone Redemptive suffering is when you can, in spite of your pain, lead others to Christ. Marcy is that kind of woman. 
She has been admitted into the hospital over 25 times in the last few years. She is constantly affirming the hospital staff and gives great spiritual comfort to this very grateful chaplain. Her mother visits her almost every day and brings with her an assortment of Irish charm and Balani. Marcy thinks that she is very much like a lot of people who come to realize that only the Lord's love can give you the strength to get through this crucible of pain. Let us close. Heavenly Father, thank you for this lesson today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.